remember we talked to Fianna Fáil Minister of State Niall Collins last week about an upcoming virtual meeting between the HSE, UL hospitals and members of the Oireachtas, uh, the Dáil and Shannad in the region about the overcrowding situation at University Hospital Limerick and the impact right across the region as a result. Now the meeting took place yesterday and Niall joins us in the studio this morning and we also have Fine Gael Minister Patrick O'Donovan on the line. He attended uh, the uh, virtual meeting as well and you are both very welcome. And uh, Minister Collins, I understand that the Taoiseach, uh, Leo Varadkar, joined the call. Is that right? That's right, yeah. The, the call was very well attended. Um, the Taoiseach attended, obviously, the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly. Um, and pretty much, um, from what I could see, all of the Oireachtas members from the Midwest region, which would be um, Limerick, Clare and uh, Tipperary, um, also on the on the call was some uh, personnel from the HSE National um, Unit and also local university um, hospital Limerick management, Colette Cohn, Noreen Spillane, um, chief, the, the local chief health officer, Maria Bridgman, and uh, some of their team, including Brian Lennon. So, First of all, what was the tone of the meeting and the exchanges? Well, well, in fact, what, what struck me, uh, re- reflecting on it, uh, some of the people who had been on this radio station being very critical of hospital management when they were speaking to them face-to-face were, were very supportive of them and congratulated them on their hard work over the Christmas period and um, and the staff, of course, but they were very quick to acknowledge the efforts of hospital management having been quite vocal um, you know, outside of that setting on public settings like this in calling for them to resign and calling them a disgrace and this kind of thing. It was a very constructive meeting, um, Joe, um, in, in fairness. Um, Minister Donnelly opened the meeting. He, he outlined um, what had happened to date in terms of uh, dealing with the crisis. He handed over to Colette Cowan. She, she gave uh, the perspective of the UL hospital management and uh, then it was open, obviously, to the floor and uh, people, people gave their discussions. I suppose for me, um, the, one of the key takeaways for me was um, the Minister of Health, Stephen Donnelly, uh, pointed to the fact that there's a 96-bed um, bed block unit under construction, that within the, the HSE capital plan there, there is... Uh, provision for a further two 96 bed block units and uh, he uh, he expressed uh, his wish and desire and his view and this was reiterated and supported by the Taoiseach Leo Varadkar that the construction of those two additional new 96 bed block units should be prioritised and advanced uh, a lot sooner than they're currently envisaged within the, the HSE uh, capital plan. So I think that's uh, something which is quite positive. Um, he said that he would go in and engage with um, his own Department of Health and with the HSE to seek to advance them um, sooner than their uh, currently timeline is scheduled within the within the capital plan. So for me, um, that was a huge takeaway because um, when I spoke to you here previously, uh, the whole issue around um, UHL and around the services within the Midwest is capacity. Um, and the point was made yesterday that um, in terms of uh, our ratio per per, cap, per capita population within the region were below the, the the national average in terms of population to beds, population to doctors, population to consultants, population to nurses. Now all of that is in a period of catch up. Um, there is a huge amount of work going on right across all of that in terms of recruiting uh, new doctors, nurses, consultants, building additional capacity. So so that's the job of work which is undergoing now. And I think it's fair to say that that is progressing. It'll never go as quick as we want it to go, but it is uh, happening as we speak. And the fact that, that those two additional 
um, bed block units uh, will the, the plan now is to, to bring them forward more quick I think is a positive step Right, uh, Minister Niall Collins is with us Minister Patrick O'Donovan of Fine Gael is also on the line and good morning uh, to you Good morning um, Joe Was there an acknowledgement in the course of the session yesterday that due to reconfiguration and other factors there really is a need for a more focus on the Limerick region when it comes to this topic than elsewhere in the country, despite the difficulties elsewhere, and also a need for more funding. There was, and the very fact that the Taoiseach attended, and we had spoken to him, a group of Fine Gael representatives had spoken to him immediately after he was appointed, and, you know, he has taken personal interest in this, and I had, along with Niall and other umpteen of these meetings up to now, and, you know, the fact that the Taoiseach is now in attendance shows the level of severity that's been put on this at a national level. So that's a very positive thing. In relation to, you know, what's actually happening though at the moment, I think the, the decision to change the ambulance protocols, particularly for Ennis and coming up for Nina, uh, and I asked yesterday around the issue of Mallow as well, because a lot of... Um, now just they, explain what that means, because a lot of listeners won't so, know what you mean by changing the ambulance protocol. So at the moment, uh, because of the reconfiguration, and, and we know the historic that was not a good idea at the time, and we've been left with the aftermath of it. However... You know, uh, were passing in a hospital and passing Nina by virtue of the fact that they didn't have the required consulting or nursing care that was going to be needed to take in patients. Uh, now, uh, because of the change in the ambulance service and how the ambulance service has modernised, and most of the ambulance personnel are either paramedic or uh, advanced paramedic, patients now are being triaged uh, in the ambulance together with. Um, you know, if it was Shannon doctor, called them out or a local doctor, and then the decision can be taken as to whether to transfer them to Ennis at the moment, uh, if they're coming from Clare, and, and in the future, Nina for Nartipurary. And for us in, in, in the south and west of the county, you know, I asked yesterday, and uh, Killick Cowan uh, and the Minister of Health said that they would uh, consider it. A lot of ambulances, particularly from West Limerick and from South Limerick, uh, that potentially are closer to either Mallow uh, or, or Tralee, uh, if they were triaged uh, with the advanced paramedics and moved there, it could help if there is bed capacity. Right. But obviously, look, the whole thing at the moment is bed capacity. And just to give yeah, well, no, well, I, I want to go back for one second on that now because the INMO this morning, the regional representative was on Morning Ireland and said that while that sounds fine in theory and uh, Ennis being allowed to accept ambulances at uh, the medical assessment unit, the assessment unit there and indeed elsewhere does not have the resources to accommodate that. And, and that's one of the things that Colette Cowan spoke about yesterday and resources are, are being, uh, you know, if, if Ennis is going to be put on a long uh, scale, which it appears it will be, then the resources obviously will have to be attached to that. But it is important to point out that like nearly 5,000 additional nurses and midwives and almost uh, 2,500 additional doctors have already been recruited. Now, our population is growing, which is a good thing. We're living a lot longer, which is a great thing. And the medical needs of the people is obviously more complicated. And just to give one statistic that really jumped out at me, Maria Bridgman, the head of community care, said yesterday that on one particular day over Christmas, 12,500 calls uh, were made to Shenandoah, which, is, which tells you that the viruses that are circulating at the moment are, are, are really, really stark. Can I also ask, um, uh, Minister of State um, recently promoted, Kieran O'Donnell was with us, and he, the case that he made on this show was that the emergency plan, you know, the major internal incident, now obviously it's been stood down, but a variation of it, that sort of focus, is required across the next 12 months to ensure that when we get to this time next year, as well as the peaks we saw in the summer, 
they're not repeated. No one is expecting and perfection, but that no. there will be significant progress compared to what we've seen. And in fairness to the hospital management, and Nye Collins is right, no one was looking for them to resign yesterday. Um, there was an acknowledgement that what the emergency plan had done uh, which was the very same... Book. Okay, now, now two of you have made a reference there to Deputy Richard O'Donoghue, so we're going to have to talk to Deputy Richard O'Donoghue. I didn't, O'Don- I, I, I didn't uh, name anybody. No, no, I know, I know you didn't, but I everybody mean, knows because he did an interview here yeah, <laughs> where he specifically referred to it. Hang on, just a second, Patrick, just give me a second because I have to be fair in terms of balance. So we'll do that, and also I should state, because both of you obviously are government ministers, that Sinn Féin's Morris Quinlevin of the opposition will be with us on tomorrow's show. Now, carry on. And just in relation to Sinn Féin, I mean, they had no um, uh, silver bullet suggestions uh, yesterday as regards how the trolley crisis could be solved in Limerick, other than Deputy Quinlevin said the nonsense quote uh, associated with uh, how buildings are built in this country should be done away with. Now, if that was the case, you'd have no planning, no procurement, no right. input from doctors. Well, we'll give no him a chance to respond to all no that, but I suppose that what the, the point is that the, gov- this, the government are ultimately responsible here. And mind up with another... I mean, that, look, look, that's fair enough. That's that's your view. But what I suppose what we're trying to get at here is what is going to happen? Will we see a situation in a month or two months or three months where the political pressure has dissipated and that people will be going in and still lying on trolleys for way no. too long? You, well, look, I mean, we have, a, we have a, a exceptionally low people in numbers of people in the ED now at the moment, which is also a concern. We have a concern now uh, legitimately raised yesterday by a number of public representatives that there are potentially very sick people staying away from the ED in Limerick. And that's not what we want either, because those people will continue to deteriorate and we'll wind up with a bigger problem next week or the week after. However, what was committed to yesterday is the minister is going to follow up on a regular basis, the Taoiseach is going to follow up on a regular basis, because there's an acknowledgement uh, from the government and from the HSE that the situation in Limerick is, is particularly difficult, difficult based on reconfiguration and the legacy and the history that's here. So there is political support to make sure that Colette Cowan and her team yeah. have the resources needed for I, and, and the other question, I think, Minister Niall Collins, relates to an elective hospital, which is something that Colette Cowan has called for. And indeed, on this show, when she and the Chief Clinical Director, uh, Brian Lennon, were in with us a few months ago, she again reiterated that call. And she essentially said that that will help in the sense that you can use the beds for certain types of activity, which through patient flow will help at the front end at the ED. Absolutely, and that's something which was discussed um, at length on, on the on the call yesterday. Um, there's basically two proposals under consideration uh, within the Department of Health. Obviously, you have the St. John's proposal, and then you have um, an offering from um, a private operator who would uh, enter into what's called a Section 38 agreement with, with the HSE, which is UPMC, and that will obviously add... Um, additional capacity. But St. John's are anxious to put their hand up as well, aren't they? As I said, yeah, I said yeah. to St. John's and UPMC. But would it be one or the other in your view? Uh, I, I would imagine it may be one or the other. It may be both. It may be a combination. It could be a, it could be a partnership. That That's what's been scoped out at the moment. Uh, it's also very important to say that, you know, in the midst of all the negativity, the, the UHL hospital group is one of the best performing hospitals nationally in terms of reducing our waiting lists. Uh, and I think um, this is for elective surgery. Elective and, yeah. surgery, yeah, which obviously would would take place also in in your elective hospitals. So it's about capacity. I, I keep going back to this, Joe, and I pointed out previously. It's about building um, capacity in in our community also. And there's been a huge job of work um, uh, underway, uh, which is well underway. We primary care. We have about five primary care centres right across the city. Um, there's five. 
uh, been developed within the county of Kilmallock, Newcastle West and Croom are already built fabulous primary care centres offering multidisciplinary, um, you know, um, functions in terms of people's health. Um, there's more to be developed in uh, Ratkeel, Newcastle West and Capamore. That's hugely important. We've tripled the number of GPs who are now in training, which is hugely important because we have an ageing GP uh, population and, and there's a pressure coming there. There's more there's more um, nursing places being made available um, in our in our third level colleges and more medicine uh, medical and, places and, being and made you, available. Are you confident then that we will see measurable improvement over the next 12 months? That the situation this time next year won't yes. be where it is today? Well, I, I, I was very comfortable coming off the meeting yesterday because what, what Colette Cowan said was that when she triggered the emergency, there was a lot of learnings from it and we've seen the upside in terms of uh, uh, direct referrals to uh, direct admissions to, to NS Nina is, is going to come online. Uh, the capacity in Croom is being utilised also. Uh, it's envisaged that that may become the norm, um, uh, particularly in the depth of winter. Right, so that, that you would have a, a plan there. But will that have a knock-on impact on, for example, the, we've seen cancellation of appointments, yeah. cancellation of certain surgeries, obviously, that obviously, that will delay other things? Of, cor- of course it does, and that's why the building of capacity is going on in parallel. And I think a very important point came out of yesterday also, and to his credit was Alan Kelly who raised this, and I've been talking about primary care within our community, is the whole area of home care and providing people with their home care supports. And, and he has rightly said that it's time that the, that the state brought in an employment uh, regulation order uh, to pay home carers because there's a huge challenge now around uh, recruiting and retaining home carers. I have people come into my constituency offices, all public representatives do. We help them get their home care hours, but they don't actually get the home care because the, the HSE haven't got the, the people and the personnel, they can't get them. Um, there's a thousand extra permits made available to bring in home carers from outside of the state, but that's not the solution. We need to pay them properly. We need to make it a viable career pattern. Uh, that was one of the uh, another takeaway which came out of it yesterday that we have to have a proper, like we've done for the childcare which, which sector. means that people don't necessarily end up in beds in hospital that shouldn't ideally be Correct, there. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Minister Patrick O'Donovan, I, I know you want to acknowledge before we finish um, a, a citizen of Newcastle West. Yeah, so uh, for O'Shawn Connell, who was in his 103rd year, he was married to my aunt. He passed away uh, yesterday and, you know, he was one of the oldest people that lived in Newcastle West. Uh, predated the foundation of the state, born in 1920. Had great health, uh, the large mercy in him, right up until the very end and got great care in UHL uh, and Beechwood Nursing Home. And I just want to acknowledge them and, you know, he lived a very good life, a very he- healthy life. Um, but, you know, he's, he, he's ran his race and, you know, heading into his 103rd birthday, um, he had a very good innings and, you know, uh, may he rest in peace. All right, may he rest in peace indeed. Well, thank you both very much for joining us uh, this morning. Minister Niall Collins in the studio, Minister Patrick O'Donovan on the line. As I say, we're going to get further reaction from uh, this session because we are conscious of the need to have as many views as possible for the numbers who uh, attended yesterday, get different perspectives uh, on it and ensuring balance too. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live.